This podcast is Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Bowser's here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. We have a hell of an episode to recap for you today and talk through. Um, if you watch the show, and obviously you do if you're listening, you probably have all the feelings, all the opinions. You probably want to mollywop somebody, no pun intended, but pun intended. Um, but maybe you're one of those people who has an alternate opinion. Hopefully we can get everybody's opinion some space here on Bourbon and Bowser's. Uh, joined by the whole crew today, I'm Panama. I'm joined by Shanice, Corey, Jabri, wow. and Janae. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? Man, how are y'all doing? Great. I am ready to get into the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Birdman hand rub. <laughs> this episode actually took me on a Vivian Green style emotional roller coaster. Um, <laughs> I had all the emotions and I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, we're going to get ready to get into it. Um, but Jabri has a little public service announcement he wants to drop drop before we get going. Jabri, uh, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, sir. Well, I've noticed a disturbing trend. Uh, listen, we love all of our fans. We love to interact. Uh, any chance we get, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Borderlones, comment on iTunes, rate us, review us and all that. But... I've seen the disturbing trend of people uh, subtracting stars specifically for things that Corey says. What the now, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they're giving as their reasoning in the comments. So that's I'm just true. saying, you know, it's specifically related to Corey. Please don't do that, everybody. Please give my <laughs> yeah. yeah. stars. Add me. Add me on my social media. Right. Uh, Corey. The Gray. Send that message directly to me. And hey, we want to hear it all. We love it. We love the interaction. We love that you care. But please come with the five stars for, you know, for the Bourbon and Borderline. I mean, for the Bourbon and Boucher's crew on the Black Sassy Podcast Network. We appreciate it. Every little bit helps. PSA. Mm-hmm. We'd be much obliged. <laughs> we'll make sure to put Corey's social media information in the yeah. next okay. description of the podcast. Yes. Send, that, send, that, send that hate directly to me. Y'all can go holler at Corey directly. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you uh, direct your ire in the right places. The rest of us out here being civil and all that goodness. Uh, so let's get to our recap so we can so we can so we can move on with the move on. Uh, pun intended again. <laughs> Season four, episode five was titled Loki Moving On. And the HBO synopsis is this. Issa works around the clock to ensure the event goes off without a hitch. Man, talk about leaving stuff on the table. <laughs> I, I would like to go ahead and start with, with my, my attempt at a synopsis for the episode, specifically so nobody takes it from me. <laughs> And my synopsis is simply one word. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Who's up next? I'll go because mine is real simple. Um, Issa's block party goes great and Molly is still a hater. Facts. Super facts. I'll go ahead and go. Um Issa overcomes imposter syndrome to pull off the block party. Molly takes Petty to a whole new level and turns out Condola's not pregnant, just childish. 
Are you saying bolt out here <laughs> like like they pull it into the front? Okay. Okay. Listen, I just I just see the facts, state the facts how I see them. You've been working on that, huh? That was good. I did, I did. I pulled that together. I did. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. I'm about to hire a ghostwriter next week. Yeah, I don't even want to touch that. I mean, I was going to talk about, you know, <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, Condola showing up like that and the block party goes down and Molly hates. But I mean, I don't even want to put, I'm not even offering up a, nope, I'm not touching it. Boom. Hey, all I had was, I was surprised, surprised Issa pulled it off and Molly's a terrible friend. That's all I had. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that covers all the bases. I, yeah. I think you got to get that one to, to Janae. That was good. week with the winners, okay? <laughs> Listen, that last line was, was a killer right there. Like, yeah, that was uh-huh. a, no, that was a You good hate one. to see it. You do hate to see it, but but that, that was good. good. Good stuff. All right. So <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of our homie Lawrence in this episode, but we still got to have a Lawrence I report. Corey, what you got? Man, uh, you know, in this week's Lawrence Hive report, man, well, hopefully my boy Lawrence isn't getting paid by the second, man, because he is getting no airtime on the show. It's going to be real slim if, if he's getting paid by the second or the minute. So we didn't actually see his face in this episode. The only time he came up at all was uh, when Condola shared with Issa that uh, her and Lawrence have broken up. Now, I don't know if I can consider that a win or a loss for my boy just yet. I'm still undecided on that one, but I'm a, I, I'll get back to that uh, at another date. But this could still be a win for Lawrence if he upgrades, so we'll see. But we didn't actually physically see Lawrence this week, but hopefully my dog will be back next week. Right. I'm, su- I'm actually surprised we didn't see him this week. Like, Me too. I don't know. Like, where where was Lawrence? Why where was wasn't he? Lawrence there? Yeah. So, you wow. know, he, he still probably could have came, su- yeah, came and supported if he still considers Issa his friend. Uh, so that's kind of surprising. But he won't run into Condola, though. I think yeah. that might have been it. Maybe. That's true. I just want to know how many different ways Jabri's going to pronounce Condola. No. <laughs> <Am I still doing? laughs> Listen, social media been giving her the blues though. It been, it been condolences. It been <laughs> condolences. Condolences is my favorite. People been going at her on social media. Like it's it's been it's been a mess on social media with her names. Condolences is also my favorite though. I'm with you on that one. Hey, hey Corey, I thought you was gonna bring up how uh how Lawrence broke Condola. Uh, man, like, look, she used to be professional, and now she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> like, uh, she used to be good at her job, and now she's flaky. Like, that's all Lawrence's influence. She was cool before. Yikes. Uh, I don't. I don't want to give Lawrence the blame for her lack of professionalism <laughs> and her inability to respond to text messages and emails. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, she, you know, it's, Lawrence is not. He's not a heartbreaker. He was just doing well. You know what was in his best interest, and. and I guess he felt like that's it. And I feel like that's it, too. My boy Lawrence going to come back with a new hot chick next episode. <laughs> and it's going to all be forgotten about. Yeah, we're going to need an explanation for why he wasn't there, though. I don't care if he didn't yeah, want to see Condola. Like, you, you still you, you still let, left, left Issa hanging. Whether whether or not you and Condola are having issues, Issa, this was a, a whole vision of something. It's the it's the, the execution of her actually following through on one of her big things. Like, 
Yeah. Everybody should have been there. There's no reason for anybody not to be there. To not to support. Good point. I, I, I didn't miss Lawrence there. I don't. I he could have he could have been there, but I don't think he needed to be there. Dude, even know. Thug Yoda was there. He could have been in the background. He didn't have to have a scene. Yeah. He could have just been walking in the background to exactly. go get yeah. to go when get the falafel or something. Or something. Yeah. You know. And it seemed like it was the place to be there. in the city that maybe, day. Maybe maybe so. it'll end up he was there, but we just didn't know it. You maybe know so. I mean? Maybe. You know. Whatever. So I guess All we'll right. see. All right, well, let's go ahead and get right into the, the bread and butter of bourbon and vouchers here. The good, the bad, the insecure. Shanice, the floor is thine. Thank you. All right, so we are finally at this block party, and things are looking good for our girl Issa. We are organized. We have staff. We have interns. Everything looks great. So, you know, Executive assistants. Executive, I'm sorry, executive assistants. Assistant. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sis was an exact. So, what did y'all think of the black party? Yo, I was surprised it turned out. Yeah, (laughs) that is not what I was expecting. I was expecting like some real thrown together um, ordeal. Man, look like real professional setup. Hey, man, (laughs) Molly contagious. You know the hate contagious. But yeah, it looks fun though. Yeah, it looks good. It looked dope. I I wanted to go. Yeah. I want a t-shirt. Like I want one of those t-shirts. I know they're gonna be selling them. I know they're gonna be selling them at some point. Like I want one of those uh I want the merch. joints. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So look dope. Again, right. made me miss outside. Exactly. <laughs> so, so in the midst of the um this episode this episode, we kind of see um Issa and Nathan are kind of slowly rebuilding their friendship, which is nice to see. I'm not really sure where that's going, if it's going anywhere, but I've noticed that. As much as we want Issa to be concerned with Lawrence, she doesn't really seem to be thinking about Lawrence that much. I don't know if it's because she's just been so focused on the block party or because she has other prospects. But regardless, it's nice to see uh, her and Nathan at least, you know, back to a point where they're talking and, and, and growing their friendship again. I know Corey won't um, agree. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, to the point of Issa, you know, minding her business or, you know, just not being concerned with Lawrence. I mean, she kind of has to take that position at this point because, I mean, of course, as far as she knows, Lawrence then moved on, got a new chick. So, I mean, it doesn't really do her, you know, any good to be, you know, still, you know, pressed over him. And then also, as far as her and Nathan are concerned, I think at the beginning of the episode when she sent him the DM, it wasn't really clear to me at first that they had been like in contact since right. you know all of the things happened. So I was like, girl, why are you DMing him? Like what's what's right. happening? But you know, they kind of cleared that up later that, you yeah. know, clearly he and Nathan have been in contact and, you know, it was starting to, you know, kind of forge some sign of some form of, you know, friendship and, you know, of course he helped her out. So but I'm sure we'll get into that more. Right. Yeah, I agree, Janae. I I didn't I, it it took me to the second time watching it. So put that together the fact that they were um talking again interesting mm-hmm. we'll see what develops from that um the next thing our good friend Doug Yoda <laughs> was at the party he was at the party he was at the block party he's so committed he is so <laughs> committed I mean to his stick dog it is amazing on character well, I mean, it's like, hard to understand what the hell you're talking about. Like, the bubble, the bubble that moved the in. Lesbian bubble, bubble lesbian bubble took yeah. me right on out. <laughs> he says it so effortlessly. Like, how does he, does. he keep track of that? Like, and you know, he has to work face. on that. That is not easy. It is not no, easy not. to be that like he dedicated practices. to the beat. Oh hell Absolutely. yeah! Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, he practices. Absolutely, dude. Well, I was glad takes, to see him. Yeah. 
it takes so long for me to try to repeat the things that he says just to try to like get my mind around that. <laughs> but to be able to execute that stuff, yeah, he got to practice that. That's awesome though. Yeah, made yeah, it all the way actually, into VIP. Yeah. So true story. I um, this is a dumb story, but it's a true story. Back in my um, Bohemian Caverns live days, um, R.I.P. Uh, yes, R.I.P. Uh, live Bohemian Caverns. Um, one of our servers was dating a blood and wow. charming gentleman, <laughs> but he used to do that. Like he would literally always replace the C's with B's. Like it was. <laughs> it took a while. It, he wasn't as he wasn't as focused as Thug Yoda is, but there would always be these moments where you would have to stop when you were talking to him because he would be doing this. Now the crazy thing is, we would talk to him all the time because he would come up there all the time and hang out. Like he was one of the ones you, like he was a blood who was actually quite personable and would come and sit out, and have a drink at the whatever, not flamed up or nothing like that. So you didn't really know till you were talking to him, whatever. But. He would literally, until he brought all his homies one day. One day he brought like 30 bloods with him mm. to Bohemian Caverns to a jazz show. And we had There's bloods like that in DC? I didn't know that we had oh, those. Yeah, dude. It was a mess. We had to ask them to leave. It was like, bro, you're scaring everybody in here. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they rode in 30 deep to the caverns. It was a jazz show. Not the club part. The caverns. <laughs> a show was going on. And all of a sudden you see a sea of red bandanas and everything walking through to the bar like wow. it was it was a whole thing but it was anyway point is dude was very committed to that same thing um so i've heard that before and seen it in person and i remember thinking to myself man this this has to take practice like this is not <laughs> something you just walk out the house and start doing like you have to actually dedicate and commit yourself to oh, yeah. this level of language fluidity in order to get yeah. to this. Anyway, that's yeah 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 I was glad to see a great character come through. Um, you know, he's the the inspiration for the name of the podcast, you know, Bourbon and Bouches. Obviously, you know, the way he talks stands out. And uh, it was good to see him supporting because everybody wasn't there. Everybody wasn't there, but Mayman was there. He, he was. And VIP, Shay. Everybody wasn't there. Ooh. Hey. All right. So our last good thing. The, the best part of every episode probably is Kelly. Um, this week's Always. shenanigans involved a British accent um, f- from the town of Poppycock. Mm. <laughs> um, South Central right. London. South, South Central, Central London. London. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was so funny. Kelly is a gem, man. <laughs> Yo, I'd be wondering if that stuff is like, does she throw those things in when they get to the table read? Like, hey, y'all, why don't we go ahead and play with this English accent that I've been working on when I'm bored at home? <laughs> and let's... Cause, they really could have done that. Like, I mean, no, they couldn't. Have. It was too much to write in. But man, that was brilliant. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like most of the stuff that Kelly says can't be written. Like, she has to just be going off the top of her head. Like, yeah, you don't think of something like that ahead of time. You just got to be in the moment. Yeah, loved it. it Lo- so and then loved loved all of the 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 lessons that she was sharing with us. I know everybody <laughs> doesn't feel the same way, but I really enjoyed the the civics lesson that that. That was provided uh, by her that boo. Was terrible. What is that? Was Darnell? Darnell. 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 Darnell was slow. Okay. Darnell why, was why is she hanging out with this fool? Because she's so bothered. I just. I, don't, I mean, she could do better. What is she doing? You know, that segues us into that. Kelly has eclectic taste. Yeah, she she met him. She's like, I met him with a British accent, which is like, why did you meet him with a British accent? Number one, 
but she's... right. But he and I don't think he's slow. He's just uh, not un- uneducated <laughs> or mal maleducated, miseducated, and he's just he's off. Yeah, that that segues segues us into the bad. This young man was very sure of himself about the two branches of government: the presidential branch and the bank, bank branch. <laughs> the bank branch. <laughs> Bank of America at that. That's, That's why, why so many. many. That's so why many. so many. <laughs> what kind Dude. of logic? First off, that's classic. Let's not get it twisted. That was so awesome. In the yeah, moment. I had to rewind that because I'm like, this is so perfect. This is probably how so many people, so many maleducated individuals. Maleducated. People We're not don't know. Do yes, we are going to do this. People don't really know all the branches of government. We take for granted we actually think everybody knows this stuff. And the truth is, a lot of your homies probably don't know this stuff. It's people that you talk to daily, not you, anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm sure there are homies that I have that I could call them and be like, yo, what are the branches of government? And they'd be like, uh, president, <laughs> uh, Congress. That's president and Congress. And yeah. it would stop there. You know what I'm saying? Which is better than president and bank. But, <laughs> but, but. President and bank is way better than than I. It's the thing I didn't even know I needed until I heard it. Bank branch. You know what's yeah. funny though? People who really don't know the branch of the government may, may may not have seen anything wrong with that scene. That yeah, they might not have caught it. It wasn't like a huge. Di- it wasn't like a huge thing. It was kind of like if you catch it, you catch it. It right. wasn't like a wow, he's dumb. I would hope most people would catch that Bank of America is not a branch of government, though. Yeah, I want to hope too. I really want to hope. I would hope. That I don't know, man. It. it was some people saying, "Oh, that's why there's so many." Duh. No, <laughs> no. Look, what I would say is this, though. A couple, I think, a couple weeks ago, somebody was sharing one of those things online where, you, like, you have to. It was like one of those quizzes to see how many of the states you can pick out by shape. Mm. Now, I got all 50 easily because I know what all the states look like and I know what America looks like, and that's not an issue for me. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many people commented that they could not get all 50. Some people were actually below 40, yeah, and some that. people were below 30, and I was actually quite shocked by this <laughs> inability to identify the states. Well, I will say those those middle states, I don't know. I might be a little uh, <laughs> those ones that's all shaped like squares. I don't know. All right. So Shanice, yeah. Shanice knows about the bank branch. <laughs> I think that's what she just said. I think Shanice just said she's a part of the bank branch. The same thing. I'm glad Shanice said it first because we on the same page. Listen, it's not the same thing, but they ain't that far apart, is all I'm saying. It yes, ain't it that far. It ain't that far. No, no, knowing no. three things knowing versus knowing that, 50 things. Knowing that the bank branch is not a real branch of government probably is what most people would know. Knowing the actual branches of government is where some people would get tripped up. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, That's yes. fair. That's when what I'm said saying. When you so matter-of-factly that there were two branches of government, I was like, oh, sir, we're <laughs> already wrong. <laughs> and again, I there. thought that was great because I would bet that, like, People genuinely think this stuff is true. And not only do they think it's true, they're paying it forward when they're explaining <laughs> to other people yeah. about the things they don't know. This maleducation that is being paid for. That's why you got so many people struggling. Because for all he knew, he just schooled this British woman on uh, on American government. Oh, he definitely thought he did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he definitely and, thought he did. And he might roll with some folks who also think this is true because he said it so <laughs> oh, matter of fact. Of course, he's not the only one. He and his friends believe in five G towers. They believe that. Oh five yes. Towers. Oh man, oh, for, sure. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So, anyway, Amal, I love Amal that. Amal I love that scene. Amal love Token that. stories and Kelly's uh, persona was also uh, hilarious. Kind of pretty. Funny. It was. That was pretty solid. Funny. Solid comedy. Yeah. All right. So moving on in our bad category. Our good sis uh, Condola finally um, surfaces and, and shows oh, herself. Yeah, oh, oh. you really could. She really could have stayed where she was. Now we <laughs> learned, we fi- we found out to our relief that Condola is not pregnant and that actually she did break up with Lawrence. Cool, cute for you, but I'm not understanding what that has to do with her ghosting Issa. Like, what? Okay, so you broke up with Lawrence. What does it have to do with me exactly? Yeah, I don't know what that had to do uh, with her her doing her job either. Um, yeah, that was pretty whack uh, and super right. unprofessional, which I, I wouldn't have saw coming from her. She seemed like she was gonna be a real professional type person um, throughout the first couple episodes. I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed she would act like that, but that was whack. Yeah, I, I was hoping maybe there was more to it, um, right? Because her whole answer of I didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to come. It was like just didn't make any sense, like based on what we known of her. Like she was getting mm-hmm. over it when she was actually with Lawrence. And now that she's not with Lawrence, it's a bigger problem. I wonder what Lawrence's answer was to the question. You know, if you if if uh if Issa hadn't cheated, would you still be with her? Like maybe that made it, you know, personal to Issa that that Condola didn't want to be, you know, around Issa. Yeah, but professionally, wouldn't you say, listen. I don't think we can be homies like that, but I do want to see everything that I put on the table through to completion. Definitely. So let's just get that. Let's yeah. let's get let's get the block party knocked out. But I, you know, I just I'm not as comfortable as I thought I was with the situation with you and Lawrence. But you know, we still got this thing to do. Let's get it done, and then blah blah blah. Like it was mad and professional to dip out entirely the way that she did because she didn't even need to be there at the block party. She just she yeah. told Issa. That the Spotify dude was running late. Issa would have found out that. She would have found that out. He was yeah. going to show up late and she would have known that he was late and that would have been the end of it. Like, there was no, she didn't have to be there for that purpose. Yeah, my assumption was that Lawrence must have told her that he still had feelings for Issa. And so she clearly got in her feelings and maybe there was a twinge of embarrass- embarrassment there. But I mean, all of that is understandable. I get that. Whoop de woo. But the the ghosting thing i'll just i can't i just there's nope 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 when she was like um you know sorry i disappeared on you and then she just like stopped right there i'm like leaning into the tv like girl don't you have anything else to say for yourself like where's the rest of the explanation exactly i just don't understand i didn't understand it like as if that's supposed to be as if that's valid like girl we had a whole professional situation going on here and you legit just left who does that? So, yeah, no. Condola lost a scrillion cool points with me on that one. Yeah, R.I.P. to condolences. R.I.P. <laughs> my condolences for Condola. Yeah, I think she's going to show up anymore. I mean, does she have any reason to be in the season anymore of her and Lawrence I together? You can go. I don't um, think so. Because, I mean, honestly, as far as the relationship with her and Issa, you know, friendship or business-wise, I feel like, you know, that bridge is kind of burnt. Probably so. Um. Yeah. So I don't see in what capacity 
she would come back at least anytime soon. Yeah. It sucks because it seems like Issa was excited about the new friendship that she was building with Condola. I mean, even yeah. trying to integrate, you know, the Condola friendship with the Molly friendship. So it's a little sad that, that Issa won't get that that new friend that she was seeking. Um, but you know, good riddance. Especially because she lost the old especially because she lost the old friend. Right. But anyway, bye, so I, I do want to point out here, and I don't want to get too deep in it right now, but I do want to point out that I noticed um, Issa out, easily just outright asking Condola, did I do something wrong? Um, and it seems like a conversation like that is something that needs to take place with Molly, and it hasn't happened yet. So I just thought it was interesting to see how easy it was for Issa to kind of pull that out, like with the you know the direct question of, did I do something wrong, when she hasn't still done that with Molly. But we can get into that later. Um. Tiffany, our good sis Tiffany, um, is, you know, as a mother myself um, and having friends who are mostly moms and having conversations about, you know, motherly things, uh, the way that Tiffany is handling and talking about motherhood, talking about her child, just does not, it just doesn't seem like she's adjusting to motherhood particularly well, given what we've seen um, in the past couple episodes and this episode. Um, We saw her talking about leaving the baby in the grocery store. Um, we saw her, you know, talking about, I guess, lamenting that breastfeeding wasn't working. Um, the babysitter called and, you know, baby wasn't really doing well. Tiffany didn't really seem bothered by that. Um, to the point where even Derek left to go tend to it and, and Tiffany stayed. And I know that, you know, you guys are not moms, but what do you guys think about how Tiffany was handling that? I mean, I'm not a mom. She just seemed burnt out already, yeah. which is a shame because she got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all I got. Or it's just been, you know, it's that the, any any new parents or any parents can tell you those first few weeks, first, first few months, every day is the same day, over and over again. You know, you lose track of time. So I can, I I do think she's she's. It's hard to tell if she's joking, but her jokes are really, uh, you know, her jokes are really. They're they're the kind of jokes that you you know they're jokes because you know her, but you're like, wow, really? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't, I would, I don't, I don't think that she desires anything. Like she's not regretting it. It's just right, it probably right, right. hit her differently than she thought it would. Is how right. I is how I take it. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if she's dealing with some type of postpartum uh, depression yeah. situation. Um, but there's not really enough evidence of that to say that. I mean, I feel like she's being honest uh, with her thoughts. Everything is not rosy all the time. Baby, mm-hmm. get on your damn nerves. I mean, that's mm-hmm. real. Uh, that happens, uh, and it's not—it's not bad mothering in and of itself to want to break, right. to stay at the right. party, um, let the husband go home, right. um, stay here, have a good time. You haven't got a chance to get out. You need to get out because uh, if you're not happy, your baby not going to be happy. So, right. because this is dramatization. I wouldn't be surprised if they're leading towards some type of postpartum depression storyline with her. But mm-hmm. the stuff that she said didn't bother me that much. I just like her being honest about it and not pretending that everything is all rosy when it's not. Yeah. And I, yeah. I agree with you, Jabri. I don't think I don't think that she is like hating motherhood. I, I definitely can see a postpartum storyline coming. And I think that maybe if I were her friend, none of the things that she would that she said would alarm me per se, but I definitely would keep a eye. You know what I mean? Like she's joking, but like, let me ask her how she's doing. You know, 
Yeah. 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 Let me, even, like, let me show up a little more too. Or just, just, you know, like, let me, let me just go hang out, give you a little more. Let me give you some more breaks for the, from the baby a little bit kind of thing. You know, like, let me, mm-hmm. let me hang out a little more, which looks like yeah. what Kelly ends up doing. Because mm-hmm. even last episode, or yeah, I guess that was the last episode, she had made some joke and everybody was like, you know, kind of looked at her side. She's like, I'm just kidding. And then in this episode, you know, you see her make a few more of those jokes. And then like when she said she wanted to lead a baby at the grocery store, everybody kind of laughs. And then Issa kind of looks at her like, girl. And then, <laughs> you know, she when then when she's talking about the breastfeeding and, you know, the baby, you know, it's not working out. And she's she says her loss talking about the baby. And then Kelly's like, are you OK, girl? She's just like, you know, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and I think, you know, her friend's antennas are up at this point. And so I mm-hmm. do think you're going to see them, you know, kind of lean in because um, it doesn't seem like, you know, she doesn't. I mean, uh, parenthood, I'm sure, is <laughs> very difficult, but it doesn't it does seem like, you know, there may be a little something, something else there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will like, say I was surprised there. that they said the baby's with a babysitter. I mean, that yeah. kid can't be more than three months old, tops. And I right. think it's like, you know, so the fact that they're getting out, A, good, I'm happy for them. But yeah. they said babysitter, not mom, somebody's mom or somebody. Like, I was it, I was surprised by that because that's that's mad early in my head. It was mad early to leave a a newborn with a babysitter. Um, they live in L.A. <laughs> I, well, I, I will say um, for mater- – for me, maternity leave wasn't always that long. And so at around three months is when I had to put my kids in daycare. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that happens. I was just, it was, it just, it just stood out to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, just, it just stood out to me because I'm like, I know these babies, it just, as a newborn, it just, it just stood out to me. I mean, you're right. Like, a lot of, a lot of people don't have the option to have family or whatever. Just a little thing that jumped out as a, as a parent mm-hmm. of many children. Um, and also. And also for all of the ways that, you know, Tiffany, you know, is, you know, very kind of narcissistic and, you know, loves herself and loves talking about herself. Like you don't see her like all of her stuff about she doesn't really talk about herself as a mother in a positive light. She, You always hear her talk about how Derek is a great dad, is a great dad. But I don't know that she, you know, feels adequate as a mom yet. Like I feel like, you know, maybe that's kind of how she's expressing herself in some of these kind of like dark, dry humor jokes and things like that. Like I'm wondering if there's kind of like a feeling of inadequacy there, um, you know, maybe stemming from postpartum. And I mean, just even her not even being in a hurry to get back to the baby once she found out, you know, the babysitter was having some issues. She was like, fuck these kids. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I laughed when Derek said, put, put, put her on the phone. I'm like, really? Put the baby <laughs> when he said that, I was like, "Did this baby get older than I knew?" Um, like, you can, you gonna hear a baby screaming in the background if a baby screaming in the background. You do not need to put the phone up to the baby to know that the baby's screaming. You just yeah. Don't. Apparently, Peppa Pig was not working for Home Girl. Right. A three month old was not absolutely not watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> no, it wasn't doing the job. Okay. All right. So now we've gone through the good, the bad. Now let's get into the meat. Um. What everybody's talking about, Molly, Issa, hateration, oh, um, holleration, all that. Um, so we see, we we learn at the towards the end of the episode that um, Andrew actually did procure Vince Staples, and that was done by way of Nathan. So when when Issa asked the favor of Molly, and Molly told her no, um, Nathan 
I guess, swooped in and was able to make that happen. Um, Andrew did it willingly. He didn't mention it to Molly. Um, Molly finds this out at the block party and throws a bitch fit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So who who thinks that Molly was not wrong? Who thinks that Molly was not wrong? Now, now Dwayne. Nobody here. Right. I had I, I had to play that back in my head. I was like, not wrong. So Molly, I do not think Molly is right. Correct. Now right. I, I got a little nervous because I'm sorry, Panama. I got a little nervous because I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw an article from the root and it said Molly it said something along the lines of Molly really wasn't tripping. And I had to click it to make it that was not you who wrote that article. Am I right this shit? It said it said Molly wasn't that wrong. That wrong. wrong. It said Molly wasn't that wrong. That was in italics. Okay. And so like, here's the thing. Wrong? Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I I I think Molly was in the wrong, right? So Molly and I so I didn't write the article. Damon wrote that article. I did read the article. Um I I don't entirely disagree with what Damon is saying, I just think he's giving Molly too much credit because I think that Issa, so Issa did go, Issa broke some rule. I don't know exactly what the rule is. I don't know if the rule's ever been stated anywhere, but there's some you can't rule break that you a rule can that say. Yeah, you can't yeah, break nah, a rule that ain't a rule. Yeah, listen, already. There's, there's, some, there's some rule that you can say exists, some arbitrary rule, and Issa mentions it. All right. But I'm like, even if she, even if she was, so hear me out, even if she was, Molly is so wrong for so many reasons that, and I think what Damon said was that that Issa was also being shady. I'm like, Molly stays, Molly's shade so overshadows anybody else's that you could never see Issa in a shady light at all. So even if she was wrong even a little bit, Molly's level of shade completely trumps her, so Issa is in the right. She's not wrong. Or at least Issa is not wrong. So that's, that's where I landed on it. Like, I do not think that Issa was in the wrong. Now, what that take ignores is the fact that Molly laid out the reason to Issa why she was not going to take this to Andrew. She told her why she wasn't going to do it. And that's because she didn't want to put Andrew in that position and she wanted to, you know, focus on their relationship. And obviously that wasn't true. Obviously, that reason was fake. I mean, because Molly's fake. Like Issa didn't break the rules that that Molly made out. I don't know if that reason was fake, but I feel like if if Molly felt like she didn't want to be in the middle of it and she didn't want to participate, that's fine. If she don't want to facilitate, but if I go outside of you and facilitate, then you can't get mad either. Right, because that's not not breaking the rule that Molly laid out. Molly was like, I don't want to take this plan. So then she went, she found a way to not involve Molly. That should have been completely kosher. Right. But it wasn't because that wasn't the real reason. I said also, last week that the boundaries was a cop out. Molly was being petty and she just didn't want she didn't want Issa to to come through. Like she right. just didn't. Yeah, also, it's I, not yeah. like it's not like um when they got off the phone, Issa said, Okay, bet, I'm gonna go around you. That's not that doesn't seem to be what happened. It seems like there an opportunity presented itself and, and Issa mentioned that she needed help and she got the help that she needed. It's not like she went looking for ways around Molly. That's not what right. happened either. And based right. on what Molly said, that should have been fine. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. she was not involved. Exactly. Even Andrew said all I did was send an email. Like he he even downplayed it. It was not it to a Molly. heavy lift and, at all. Right. And he didn't even tell Molly. He never even mentioned it to Molly. 
Which, I guess all and, that, yeah, which is an int- which is interesting in and of itself. Like, yeah. I don't think Molly ever would have found out if this didn't happen this way because probably not. Everybody like everybody would have just let it let it slide. Like, it wouldn't have been nobody would have had a reason to talk about it. Everything would have just been a success. Boom, boom, boom. We're all happy. And I thought that was interesting because she seemed to not have any smoke at all for Andrew when Andrew nope. is the one who knows that she wasn't really feeling Issa like that because Issa doesn't really know that Ma- it was it was it hasn't been discussed that they're not feeling each other. But who? But Molly Andrew probably wouldn't have been it. petty like that anyway. Even if she even exactly like, would have been petty Molly for Andrew. Like, hey. no, I, agree. Was like, I don't think you'd have a problem helping your best friend. Like right. he, yeah. you know, he pulled the that's your best friend card. Like. If I'm going to help anybody, I'm going to help her. I No, I right. agree with all that. What I'm saying is that nobody went behind anybody's back. But if anybody knew how exactly you felt about Issa, it was, it was Andrew. Andrew. He, didn't, he didn't mention it. And yet she had no smoke for him or very little and smoke to, for him. And to, the, and to Panama's point of like the, the possible unspoken role that Issa may have broken, I think maybe what you might be thinking about is the fact that we they are supposed to be quote best friends and so if she did if Andrew was did end up being the person that did the favor for her maybe Issa should have ran that by Molly however comma they not cool and this also negates the fact you know that the last time I talked to you you told me you wasn't gonna help me so like at this point I am completely removing you from the equation I'm not involving you anymore if Andrew wants to let you know this is what he did Andrew can do that but right now me and you I don't have anything else to say to you. Like I'm trying to put on my block party. I need the help. This person is the plug. They can help me. Like I really don't understand what possible issue you could have. You said you didn't want to be involved. You're not involved. And so I like what is really the issue here? So Molly, why are you willing to let her fail? Like that's the thing that that's the thing yeah. that really stands out to me. There's a couple things about that. Number one, you said you said you weren't going to help. You said you're not willing to ask and help her out. So you're willing to let this whole thing, thing, thing fail for her. But then you, you come to the block party and you have no idea if she's figured any of this out. But you're gonna be there to watch it fail. Now you're gonna be, <laughs> now. Now, granted, she had to show up. I get it. But she's basically gonna, if this go, if this goes awry, she's gonna be there to watch it. And she's gonna be like, "Told you, she couldn't pull this off." So yep. you not only you not only weren't willing to help your friend. Then you're going to go watch her fail, potentially fail, because you have no idea what's happening because your man didn't even tell you that he helped hook her up. So all of this is more or less a surprise. Like, wow, she really pulled it off. Like, she was even surprised that the block party went off as well as it was. Maybe not yeah. surprised, but she was proud. Like, she was impressed. Yeah. She was, she like, was wow, impressed because she really just good. didn't think yeah. Issa had it in her exactly. to, to pull this thing off. And, and, then, and then she brought her the smoke at her place of employment because Issa yeah. was at work. Let's keep this in perspective. Issa was yeah. at her job. This is her event. Mm-hmm. She brought the whole smoke to her event in front of all these people publicly. Man, ain't no coming back from that. Like, you you lost your mind that way. And she got it in her face, too. Oh, she did put yeah. the finger in her face. I thought about it be a fist fight. I ain't gonna even lie. I was waiting for that. Baby. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. I, I thought it needed to happen. I don't know. I, I thought that's where they were going. Yeah, Please I definitely thought that's where they were going. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, there's, there's no. really no redeeming. There's no redeeming quality for me for how Molly acted in this whole situation. Like it was more important for you that your friend potentially fail than it was to do an easy favor of something that your man obviously could do with an email that he it was so it was so light work to him. It wasn't even a deal. Yeah, it, wasn't even worth it just yeah. was not worth it. It was worth the relationship 
that relationship was more important to you. The potential potential rift uh ripple in that relationship was more important enough to destroy this relationship with Issa. Yeah. Did y'all catch why Molly said she came? She no. said, said she said, I'm your oh, best friend. Yes. Oh, yes. yes she, she didn't say, say you're my best friend. She said, I'm your best friend. Like people who phrase things that way, pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. Like she was she was saying something. I don't even know if she said that consciously, but she said it, you know. And like the way that Andrew so Andrew said, you know, look, Issa's been working hard. You see the results here. Right. You know, maybe that's why she's been distant. And that really clicked with Molly. Like, Molly was like, that was making her feel better. She was happier because she was thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to get my subservient friend back when this is all over with. And mm. <laughs> so, you know, she had something to look forward to. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my pet back when uh, when this block party is over with. So that's the only time we saw Molly let up and be cool and be happy was when, oh, yeah, she's, oh, this is temporary. I'm going to get my Issa back. So I wasn't surprised that it blew up at the end when, you know, it came to light that Issa has shown some assertiveness and some, um, what do you call it? Some determination. Molly yeah. don't want to see that shit. <laughs> she don't want to see Issa be determined and positive and resilient. Nah, mm-hmm. she don't like none of that shit because she ain't her friend. But um, <laughs> I don't even know if it's that she doesn't want to see it for Issa. I just don't think that she really believes in her like that. Like what? Okay. So what I I realized is that I know we've been saying that Molly in some way is like jealous of Issa, but I don't even know that it's jealousy. I think she resents Issa. Like, I think she's very like kind of resentful of Issa just because, you know, and you can kind of tell that when she starts getting into the like the, you know, you all nigga, you always need one favor. You a user, you know, this, mm. that and the third. And I think Molly kind of has this mentality. Called a liar and all kind of shit. Where that came yeah, from? Like, you know, especially, right. you know, any success that she had, like she can't do anything by herself. She's always depending on other people. And I think this goes back to Molly's overarching mentality of people have to do things the way that she does them. Because, you know, Molly's from the hood. Issa's the one from the suburbs. And so Molly, you know, she's, you know, risen above her circumstances and became this lawyer and, you know, had to support Issa through this and that. And Issa done lost her job and had to sleep on people's couches and needed favors for this and that. And I think that she's still looking at Issa as like Issa the fuck up. And Issa has like evolved past that. And I don't think Molly can even see Issa for who she is at this point. She's still thinking that Issa, she wants the friendship back with the person that Issa used to be, but that person isn't there anymore. And I think that they both want to see each other or they want they want the other person to see them for their growth. But Molly doesn't see the growth in Issa and Issa doesn't see the growth in Molly because they've been coming for each other this whole season. Yeah. And I think they're, that's kind of like where their miscommunication is. But again, they won't even talk about it. But right. I feel like that's an issue that's like too far gone at this point, the way that Molly, you know, completely blew up at the thing. Like, I would never talk to Molly again at this point. She would be completely irredeemable for me. Like, Even with an apology, you wouldn't you wouldn't talk to her. I would. She would, and if we were to ever talk again, I'm definitely not reaching that. She would have to come to me with an apology. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, I, I would take that so personally. Even aside from all the things that you said, the fact that you would do this at my block party, like after we'd had this great day, mind you, people are still present. Like we've had this amazing day. You don't know what type of you know, cloud that could cast over my event. Are people going to leave? And that's what they talking about. The two girls fighting at the end, 
the gun mm-hmm. people, you know, the oh somebody right. got a gun, everybody running out of the event looking crazy. Like you have literally like <laughs> you you're you're threatening my whole event right now. This thing that I worked so hard for for so long because you got in your feelings. Like mm-hmm. that that's so unforgivable to me. One of the things that I think stands out most to me is how like Molly didn't even realize how big of a deal that her saying no that I won't ask him is. Yeah. Like she she's coming, she's her reasoning for struggling about going to the block party is awkwardness. Issa's like done with you. Like you told her yeah. no, you couldn't help her out. So Issa's yeah. already in the I'm done with her mode. Molly's just like, whatever, like we'll just you know, like she does I don't think she gets how bad it is that what she did, like how bad it was what she did. In yeah. a sense, so it it's it goes back to her selfishness. She's like I told her no because I don't want to ruin boundaries, blah, blah, blah. We'll just get back to wherever we're trying to go eventually. Boom, whoop de whoop de whoop And Issa's over here like, I can't deal with this person because she put me in. She was willing to let me fail. She was. Yeah. This is not my friend. She was literally willing to let me fail. And you don't come back from that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how like we've been building up the whole time to this moment where Issa says, you know, when she's on the phone and we find out it's with Nathan and she says, I don't really fuck with Molly no more. And I had been thinking that it was going to be like, you know, at the very end of the season. But the fact that she was already in that place, like right before the block party was kind of surprising to me because I was like, well, damn, like if she already not fucking with Molly, like I and I think that speaks to the reason why she hasn't been willing to have that conversation with Molly, you know, for so like I think she's been you know, kind of inch into this point of like, I, I think I'm kind of done. And while Molly's like mad at Issa, like she's still, for all of her, you know, nonsense, she still feels like she wants to salvage the friendship. And I don't even think her and Issa are on the same page as far as that's concerned. Like, I don't, yeah. I think we should on it. Yeah. Molly thinks she's mad, but Issa's done. Issa's yeah. done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's vastly different. So does any, I, I, I saw people I guess, I don't know, kind of debating if Issa was wrong at all. Does anybody think Issa was wrong at all in this? Just I in their lack of communication. They, yeah. they, they, they're the only, the only wrongness exists in the fact that they are both not communicating what they need to communicate. Neither one of them is being honest enough to say what they need to say to either move this along or dead it all together in a way that doesn't end up being a blow up where somebody says she got a gun at a block party. <laughs> otherwise that otherwise that's my only issue the lack of communication like they're they're, these are these are real adults at this point they should be able to like like who you know like you said about about her being able to ask condola are we cool like they can't she can't do that with with Mm -hmm. molly and that's that's causing all kind of problems yeah as far as i saw a few people say this too you know trying to defend molly and basically saying like well Issa's not innocent you know she's played a role in all this too and i mean to the extent of like the deterioration of their friendship like no Issa is not innocent they should have been had a conversation the communication's been trash we've said this the whole time but as far as like i'm looking at the deterioration of their friendship and then what happened at the block party as two separate things and what happened at the block party should not have happened molly is dead ass wrong dead ass wrong yeah and i don't know what Issa could have done differently in that situation especially after molly made it clear that for whatever reason she wasn't gonna help her homegirl like i i wouldn't have nothing to say to her at that point either (laughs) like a month before my block party you really not gonna help me girl yeah and molly said a lot of things to Issa. she said that she was a user a liar she always need one little favor i i disagree 
I think that Molly was making up a lot of stuff. And as a lot of people have pointed out, yeah, Asa has needed a lot of help, but she hasn't gone to Molly for that help. Yeah, I didn't think it was fair. I mean, for one of the reasons is that I feel like that's one of the reasons that Molly is drawn to Issa is that like Molly gets to feel important and she gets to feel like her life is all together because she can look over at Issa and see all the drama that she got going on. And as that has started to clear up for Issa and Issa starting to be more successful and more assertive and more confident and all that, Molly don't like it. It's just like it's it's just it's not the dynamic that their friendship was built on. Like Molly, you say all kind of crazy shit to Issa. Like the first episode, the first episode of Insecure, I was like, these two people are not friends. I don't know if you remember that fight. <laughs> like these two people are not friends. And then to see that, you know, most of the show was built around their friendship has has been a, a, a roller coaster to say the least. But I really don't feel like Issa, it, it wasn't on Issa to ask, are we okay? Because it's pretty much... Molly is is always talking some shit. So like Issa wouldn't even at first, she wouldn't even be like, oh, something must be wrong. Nah, something must be Molly. That's all that's, that's all that's going on. <laughs> Molly going Molly. So it took a long time for Issa to even realize that there was something wrong, wrong, wrong. That wasn't just Molly being Molly. I got one quick hot take. <laughs> so I wonder if we're gonna see, like, okay, real talk. If you saw Yvonne or G out in the street right now, would you not give her the stink face? Yeah. Like, would you would you not give her the stink face? Is Molly Tariq Saint 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 Patrick? Is she, be, is, so. she, is she is she turning the role? Is, is she becoming yeah. so synonymous with the role that when people see her out, it's gonna be like because like no, they, nobody they, there's no redemption. Nobody, oh, no, everybody hates Tariq. Yeah, that's pretty. There, there are people who are defending Molly. Yeah, there are. There are people who are. Defending. I don't know how. Those are some terrible people. I, but I think some people are contrarian too. They're just like they're just like because Issa Issa's not a perfect friend in this either. But no, I but not. I do largely agree that the most of the problems are because it's a lopsided friendship, right? So people people do come to the defense of Issa for that reason. I just think Molly. Molly had Molly. No, I'm saying people come to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So people right people come to Molly's defense. I'm sorry. And so I do think, though, that more people probably view Molly the way that we do than don't. And because of this, they're going to start seeing Yvonne in that same light because she is this is the this is the role that she plays. She's becoming the new Tariq, though. People hate because Tariq can get people killed. So this is different. You know, Tariq got a sister killed. It was all it was all kind of death and stuff. This is different. This ain't that bad. This is the professional version. But. (laughs) I just wonder if I saw Yvonne in the street, I might be like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and I you think I saw her tweet that too. Like, FYI, Yvonne Orgy is not Molly in real life. This is <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah, just the FYI. Hey, y'all talking about these people that are out here defending Molly? I hope y'all keeping a list. If it's people y'all know, if it's yeah. people y'all I've know, seen a few. I've seen them defending I've Molly. Keep that list. I've seen a few people that said Molly's argument was making some sense, and I'm oh, like. No. I mean, because when I tell you, I was sitting here with my chin on the floor watching watching that last night. Like, girl, what are you even talking about? What are you talking about? And her what lack you, of yeah. self-awareness, like, I was super clear about my expectation. It's like, you girl, no, you weren't. No. You, you literally <laughs> were not clear. You said wow. you didn't want to ask. So you didn't have to. 
Right. Which is crazy because I actually was rooting for them during the course of the episode. Like yes. as the episode went, when they were they were you know them little like the little line dancing, do, they wobbling, they wobbling, like, wobbling they and like brought them people. back together. Yeah, I was like, look at this, like they this look good, like this looks this feels good. I didn't think I would actually want care about them coming back together, and I genuinely felt happiness that they were getting it together. So when it went completely the other Left. way. Oh I my was God. like, wow, like this went it's so, so bad so quickly and on purpose. Like it was a choice for yeah. this to go as bad as it did. Like Molly decided this she was going to go herself. as bad as it did. She couldn't help herself. Couldn't help herself. She couldn't yeah. wait. It had to be right there. Exactly. Yep. And one last point that I'll make is Molly talked a lot about boundaries in this episode. When there's been a lot of boundaries that Molly has crossed. Um, all the time. All the time. Let's start with her stopping Nathan from apologizing to Issa. What kind of boundary was that? What was that? It was not her place. It was not her place. And even in that moment when Issa found out that, that Molly had done that, she gave her grace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just real, it's just real strange. Real strange when it comes to how Molly handles um, her friends versus the man in her life. I was going to say, even when she was talking about balancing her relationship, trying to figure out how to balance her relationship and her life, it's like part of that balance, though, is not just, you know, making time for your relationship, but it's not like, you know, saying fuck everybody else either. Like, Mm -hmm. she still hasn't figured it out. Like, just because you've been dating this man for 90 days, it don't mean that nobody else matters. And less than 90 days, if we start from the time that Andrew done left you sitting somewhere looking stupid because you done wild out for no reason. Yeah. So, so he needs to pull it together. It was all very unfortunate. That's, you know, that's that's the, the gist of the good, the bad, and the insecure. Yeah, man, it was it was it was a lot. It was a um, good episode, though. I really, I really, I enjoy I enjoyed all those histrionics and all that stuff. <laughs> I agree. Highly entertained by that. So all right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with uh, our looking for Latoya report. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert: We still looking. Um, <laughs> Advictions, and then our complimentary shot of bourbon here on Bourbon About You. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Bourbon and Belches on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are back with our Looking for Latoya report, and there is not much to report. As as Panama mentioned, we are still looking, but we did catch a a brief flash of of what I'm assuming to be Looking for Latoya. And we saw a little family photo uh, with SZA and two other young ladies. And um, I'm wondering if SZA is playing Latoya. So that makes me is excited. That was? I saw SZA's I name as a guest on the thing, but I, I was like, where was SZA? Where was this photo at? At the beginning of the episode, exactly, when Issa, you know, was, you know, she couldn't sleep and, you know, she was, you know, going to the kitchen to warm up her little cheese quesadilla. They had briefly flashed to the TV and there was um, something on, there was a, a show on and it was SZA. It was, it was like a family photo and it was SZA yeah. with two other uh, young ladies. It looked like a family photo. And I'm getting the feeling that SZA might be playing our good sis Latoya. Mm, maybe so. I thought Nathan was going to be watching it, but he wasn't. He said he was just watching I did too. I did, I, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did too. I did too. But um, it's good to see that there might be an actual face to Latoya and not a car. So that seems promising. And so we'll, we we hope to find out more about Latoya next episode. We'll, we'll see what happens. 
But with that, we will move on to our evictions. That is our advice for our characters and our predictions for what we think is going to happen next. So I actually I actually start uh, this time. So I thought it was very interesting. You know, we found out that Lawrence broke up with Condola. Um, but Lawrence hasn't told anybody that he broke up with Condola. You know, Issa asked Tiff and she asked Derek if they knew and they hadn't heard anything. And Derek even made the point that Lawrence typically overshares. So he's surprised he didn't say nothing. And I'm getting the feeling that Lawrence does not want to have that conversation with his boys, given that, you know, all of the back and forth that they've had about, you know, Condola's, a, you know, just, just all of their back and forth about the relationship and, and leave Issa, especially Chad, I, it, not right. so much Derek, but but more so Chad. And so I think we're going to see Lawrence finally have a conversation with his boys about, you know, the breakup with Condola, whether or not he approaches them or they approach him. Um, you know, we'll see. But I think we're going to see that conversation and maybe he'll try to talk through some things as far as his next move, you know, maybe trying to get back with Issa. Who knows? Um, I'm waiting on the Nathan Issa Lawrence triangle. I think that, you know, Issa and Nathan are kind of getting on a, you know, kind of trying to build. And I think Lawrence might be trying to swoop back in the picture. I still maintain Issa's going to have to make a choice in the end between Nathan and Lawrence. So that is my prediction. My advice is for Issa, girl, stand your ground. I wouldn't say stand nothing to Molly. Ground. Yes, oh, I wouldn't say nothing to Molly unless she says something to me first. Otherwise, I'd be super mega extra, extra, extra done with that friendship because because Molly showed her true colors, I think, at the block party. So that's that. I'll go next because my advice is the exact same. Like, <laughs> Issa, don't call Molly. You wait. You you sit back. If you never talk to her again, that's going to have to be cool with you because the <laughs> no circumstances since you pick up that phone and call Molly and, and ask her anything about oh, what could you like, what did you do wrong or anything like that? Nah, don't do that. That No, let Molly sit in the shit that, that she started. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction is that um, Lawrence hasn't told anybody because the breakup with Condola was Issa centric. I think that his answer to the question of would you still be with her if she hadn't cheated brought up his feelings and he shared them with Condola. I touched on that earlier that maybe that's why she felt like she needed to be distanced from distant from Issa, even though that was hella unprofessional. But I think that's why she was, it was personal to Issa that she didn't want to be around her. Um, so I think that that's why he didn't tell Derek and why nobody knows because he he's not comfortable with sharing it. He wants to talk to Issa first and they obviously haven't had a chance to catch up. So that's my prediction that we're going to find out that the breakup with Condola wasn't just about them not vibing. This was about Issa and Lawrence. Right. But it's wow. been a month, right? Like last episode was a month before the block party, right? So he ain't told nobody in a month. Maybe he waiting to run into her again at the next event. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't the kind of thing you just run around and advertise, you know? <laughs> okay. Close to yourself. I mean, right. I guess Who's I can go that? next. I can go next. Um, I guess I'll start with my advice. Uh, my advice would be for my main man, Lawrence. Um, you know, and that advice is to know your worth, young king. You are a prize. 
like that young fella on, <laughs> like that, like that young fella on Instagram that got all the women panties in a bunch. You sir are a prize. Do not be out here selling for less. You did the right move by upgrading from Condola. Know your worth and bounce back with a new and better chick, an upgraded model, the 2020 version. Um, and my prediction is Lawrence would do just that. Yes. Um, <laughs> next week, we're about to see Lawrence with a new, hot, improved, uh, better version of what he had before. Know your words, bro. You the prize. Oh, Lord. Again, please give us our five stars and direct all questions, comments, and concerns to Corey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, okay. I, I, um, I, I, I think I said this a couple episodes back, but I agree with you, Janae. I think that Lawrence may um, try his hand with Issa, and I think she's going to end up being like, mm, no. Um, I've been noticing that she's not, she doesn't really seem too concerned. Like, she's not really pining over him, or doesn't seem like she's really pining over him like we expected her to. So I think that, like you said, she's going to ha- have to make a choice. My advice to her is, like everyone else said, do not call Molly. Um, you... It, it looks to, oh, it also looks to me like um, she's maybe going to make some new friends. I'm not sure who the group of ladies that she was with yeah. in, the, in the next episode preview that they showed. Um, so hopefully Issa stands her ground, makes her some new friends, and, you know, does what's best for her. All right. Well, All right, Panama, up the, close up. Yeah, yeah. So I, my advice and prediction are related to the same same people. Uh, my advice is for Andrew. Listen, pay attention to the red flags, bro. They are they are abundant, abundant. and aplenty uh, with Molly. There's always something. Seeing your woman Kirk out like that, like she <laughs> OD'd so heavy, so hard, like like almost like it was in her soul to do. She got some demons, bro. She got some demons, man. You got You can't you can't ignore it. You just can't. And my prediction is that. He will do just that. He will. <laughs> Next episode, I see the end of the Molly Andrew uh, love fest mm. because I think at some point you have to notice all the patterns and everything. Like they've been, they done ping pong so many times for these things. Um, he seems like he's really there. He's calling her the girlfriend and everything like that. But they're gonna have to have a conversation about what happened. So either the next episode they will have had it. Or they're gonna have to have it on the episode because she's got to be mad at him for not, for one, helping her homegirl out and not telling her about it. Like there has to be some conversation that they're gonna have there. Yeah, it's too um, hard for them to talk about it though, because because y'all know Molly. Molly's gonna be like, if you don't like it, you can go. You know, like who are you, who are you and, asking about anything? Yeah, don't ask Molly about anything. Molly did. Molly gonna tell you to get the stepping. And hence my prediction that we will see the end of their their love. Or whatever it do is y'all think that there's that <laughs> y'all think that there's any chance that Andrew and Nathan like facilitate you know some sort of reconciliation between Molly and Issa? Uh, that's a possibility. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't consider yeah. that. I can see them trying. I don't know how successful that could be at at, at this point. They need some time. Yeah, I had that thought, but then after the way that Molly kirked out, I'm like, I wouldn't say nothing about neither one of them to each other <laughs> like clearly these two yeah not fuck that yeah i really wonder about the conversation they're gonna have about it because obviously they're gonna talk about it too and i can't imagine i mean 
Andrew apologized. He said, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to, you know, ruin this, make this any worse than it already was. But I can't imagine he thinks that he did a anything wrong or that yeah. she shouldn't have been helped out in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine yeah. that he's like, this was I didn't make the right to call here. I didn't make the right decision. Like, no, like that Nathan didn't make the right decision here. So right. I would imagine what their conversation is when they get back to Burbank, like, dude, <laughs> thank you for helping out. You know, like you really did her a solid at the very least. Like that was a real you came through in the clutch. Um, you came through for me as your boy and you came through for her who really needed it. You know, like Andrew's a stand up yeah. dude in this sense. So I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, they're going to be fine, but I wouldn't. Where are they? Do you think it has implications for Andrew and, and Nathan's relationship? Like, what if Andrew is trying to, you know, back Molly and Nathan is trying to back Issa and then they friendship ends up getting hurt? I hope it wouldn't get to that point. It seems like that would be a bit of a reach because they've been homies. I mean, they live together. They the homies for a while. They're gonna, yeah. It also they seems gonna... like Nathan knows that Molly's stripping. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Dudes don't do that. Or Andrew knows that Molly's stripping. I mean, Andrew knows. Andrew knows that Molly's yeah. uh, tripping. So I don't think he's going to go that route of t- like having her back at all costs type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, he'll delicately have that conversation with her, I think. But hopefully he'll pay attention to the red flag. And he'll be like, you know what? Why am I having this conversation with you? You're just wrong. You are absolutely <laughs> wrong. And I can't stand here with you being wrong like this if you're gonna if you're gonna die on this hill when you are clearly yeah. in the complete wrong. You embarrassed your girl at her event. You got mad for me helping her when she needed the help. Like mm-hmm. you are there's no place that you are in the right in this. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully he says that to her in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for our evictions. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's, it's it's shot of bourbon time. Our ceremonial honorary shot of bourbon for the individual that we think had the best week. Uh, I will go first. I'm going to give my shot to Andrew for being a stand-up dude and coming through and helping out when, he, when, when the help was needed. Uh, he came through in a major way for Issa, and that was, that was awful nice of him. And he had on $1,500 uh, kicks. Uh, so did Vince Staples. They both had on uh, fifteen hundred dollar uh, uh, Air Jordan ones. They had the the Union Los Angeles collabo yeah. joint. I was wondering if that was some kind of sponsor for the episode because both Andrew and Vince Staples had on different versions of the same shoe, but that are like sneakerhead exclusives. So, yeah, no, shout exactly. out to Andrew. Oh, wouldn't know a thing. I can go next. Uh, I'm gonna have to give my shot to to Issa, man, for pulling oh, off the. What? Yeah, I hey, I'm shocked too. I didn't think this was gonna happen at any point during this season. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but you know, I must congratulate. You know what? Congratulations to do, and uh, look like she pulled off a a, a nice event, man. Uh, she got a, a big time artist out there to perform. Uh, seemed like everybody was having fun. It was a good time. So I gotta give my shot to Issa, man, for for being able to actually pull off the her block party. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go too. I think they're, I mean, honestly, I feel like the person to give the shot to this week is Issa. You know, we've seen her working towards this block party and, and she executed it for all intents and purposes pretty pretty flawlessly. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't seem to be any major hiccups. It was a great turnout. Even beyond the headliner, she had like a lot of dope acts that uh, performed. I saw uh, Sir 
and Zakari and uh, Alex Isley, who all just dope artists who I stand for already. So I thought that it was really great that she had them at the black par- at the block party. Um, and yeah, so this was this was really great for Issa. I'm I'm, I'm proud of her. So she's getting my shot this week. I almost gave my shot to Kelly. I had a real good time for her to speak. Like I feel like me and Kelly hung out and had a good ass time. Um, That's real. But uh, I'm gonna give my shot to Issa as well. She pulled off the block party. Everybody had a good time. It was weird how it ended, um, but even the rain held off and let the party go off uh, almost without a hitch. So um, after everything she'd been through and as hard as it was and all the obstacles that she had to overcome. Shot goes to Issa for the pulling off the party. I'm gonna make me and stand up my shot. <laughs> <laughs> gonna make me change my shot. No, well, no, I think it, I think your shot was was good, Panama, because yeah, you know Andrew did kind of save the day. He um, did I had to consider that. But so I was also gonna give my shot to Kelly, but you know, all things considered, I I think that Issa definitely at the end of that night deserves a shot of bourbon. So okay. I'm gonna give my shot she to Issa. Exactly. <laughs> for executing her event flawlessly, like everyone said, and for putting up with that shit at the end of the night. <laughs> Word up. All right. Well, I guess that means Issa is the recipient of the honorary shot. Shots up. Clank, clank, clank. Clank, clank. clank, clank. All right. So we want to thank you all for, for, for joining us for another episode of Bourbon and Bouches. Uh, the one thing this show always does is gives us something to talk about. They find some way to provide a a way that you can go left to go right. And, you know, as much as everybody wants these episodes to be longer and the season to be longer, they definitely give us something to work with. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next week of Bourbon Just and Vouchers from the whole crew. Have a black I got faith in us. This top tier don't do no basic stuff. And you had enough already. No more hurt. I'm just here to give you all that you deserve. Seeing you at your worst. I just want to give you better. Might not be your first, but I want to be your forever. Baby, you've been searching steady, hurting. All I ask is you to come through tonight. Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time Searching steady, hurting, all I ask is you to come through tonight Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time You are to die for, let's take the high road